The Young Pro Show, hosted by yours truly, Dominic Fry. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and to talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Young Pro Show. Dom Fry, the insurance guy here on the podcast. I have fantastic interview today. Uh, the last interview or the last episode, I should say, was the Golden Nuggets uh, episode recap, the last three, and kind of what I picked out from the interviews with Christian and with Elliot and with Tom, and just really got you know the, the nuggets from them and what I really picked up uh, and got from them and their advice and where they are at you know, in their careers and their path. Today's episode, I'm excited for, uh, I think if there's one word to describe the guy that I'm interviewing today, the one word that I think of when I think of this guy is a workhorse, <laughs> absolute workhorse, a dude that uh, has an incredible amount of discipline and just, you know, does not accept no as an answer and somebody that is just going to put his head down and he's just going to work. Um, and that's something, that's how I view him in some way that I have always, you know, admired him from those regards. And so I'm really excited to hear, uh, where he's at now and kind of, you know, what his plan is and such moving forward. So let's welcome on my former teammate at Heidelberg University, John Suter. John, how's it going today, man? Awesome, man. Thank you. Pleasure to be here today. That's for sure. Yeah, dude. I'm excited, dude. I, like seriously, when I think back to those four years competing with you at Heidelberg, like I just think of you being somebody that was always in the weight room, was always, you know, especially. I mean, you were uh, a decath guy, you know. Yep, yep. So like, you know, it had to be like the jack of all trades and do a little <laughs> bit of everything, you know. Yeah. So like, you were just always, uh, man, always working on something, just grinding. Yeah, I put in a little extra work. Sometimes maybe a little too much, but uh, you know. I made it happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's cool, dude. Oh man, do you like looking back on it now? Do you feel like you know, like oh man, like I miss it. Like I could go, but you wish you could go back to that and say you wish you were training through all these events and all these things. Or you're like, eh, you know what? I'm pretty content with where I am now. You know what? Yeah, definitely. I miss that uh, competitive edge, though. Mm-hmm. I like even right now, like Kenny and I are going to do a uh, savage race this month, actually. Nice. And I just love doing that competitive thing. And it was fun working on all those different events. I mean, you're not trying to be great at everything. It's just trying to be good at hmm. 10 things, you know. So and it's fun. I know you get to get to know, like, the uh, throwers and the distance runners and the sprinters. So you get to know more people and work on a bunch of things. So, yes, definitely. I miss uh, doing that for sure. Do you feel like you more so miss the – competitive aspect like the competing or like the competitive aspect like at practice and having those people Hmm. to compete with you know what i i even since i was a little kid i've always think i like practice more than i like Hmm. competing for some reason i think i like the working toward a goal more so than reaching your goal if that makes sense you know like putting in hours on the track or on the field or whatever i think that is where growth is made as opposed to like actually winning that race or whatever you know so 
That, that's oh, that's just, that's how dude, I've I'm always just, viewed it. <laughs> I'm yeah. just trying to get warmed up into this podcast, John, and you are <laughs> dropping bombs already. Right, right. <laughs> the you know the classic saying you know, that it's not. Uh, I'm trying to think. What's the famous quote that's not about the end destination, but it's about the journey or mm-hmm. oh, yeah. something along yeah. those lines? And that Definitely. was. Basically what you said, that's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. That yep. is a great mentality to have to enjoy the practice. Mm-hmm. And you get less nerves in practice too than when you do on the competition floor, that's for sure. So Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure, that's relatable. Um, so let's jump in. You know, we've been talking a little bit. Let's just know a little bit about you. Just a couple mm-hmm. quick questions. Yeah, uh, you know, first and foremost, as far as like, you know, geographically, like where were you born and raised at and where are you at nowadays? Yep. So I was born and raised in Norwalk, Ohio, um, kind of south of uh, Lake Erie um, by Cedar Point. I, I'm sure everybody knows where that is. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, born and raised in Norwalk, went to Norwalk High School. Um, I actually like, grew up in the house. I was like right across the street from the hospital that I was born. So I didn't really move around too much. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, college in Tiffin, which was about 40 minutes away. And uh now I live in Monroeville with my wife, Sarah, and uh, that's about seven miles from Norwalk. So still not too far from nice. home. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So right there in the same area. Yeah, there. definitely. I guess I didn't realize that Monroeville was that close to Yeah, it's it's pretty close. Norwalk. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what is a hobby? Second question. What is a hobby <laughs> for you? What's something you so, enjoy to do outside of work? Mm-hmm. So my job right now. I'm 24 on 48 off. So I'm working 24 hours and then I'm off 48. So those 48 hours I'll work at the gym and then my off time when I'm not working, which is very little, <laughs> I'm also taking some extra classes right now too. So it's even a little less, but, um, <laughs> um, so working out, like we talked about most of my, my hobby, I guess would be working out. Um, mm. I like to do it one to two times a day if I can. Um, which is a little excessive to a lot of people, but uh, you know what? That's who I am, and that's what I like to mm. do. So I'm not changing that. So, for sure. um, and then also um, spending any time with my wife. Um, mm. Since I'm gone 24 hours, that's all. I mean, if you think about it, that's a long time away from your wife, and I just want to get as much time with her as I can in my free time, whether that be even like going grocery shopping or watching mm. Lost, like we were talking about before. Um, yeah, like any time I can spend with her is special time for me. So I guess working out and spending time with my wife would be my hobby. <laughs> Sometimes it's the little things, you know? Yeah, Sometimes, you know? Like, dude, I, I love that. That's so sweet. You literally just going to the grocery store. It mm-hmm. doesn't have mm-hmm. to be anything spectacular and marvelous, but just living life together, you know? Exactly, yep, yep. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, a last question, one or the other. Are you more of a morning or a night person? Oh, man, I'm definitely a morning person. Uh, definitely a morning i mean uh <laughs> i uh even like before work I, I my work starts in tiffin at 7 a.m so i wake up here around three forty-five and leave to work so i can work Whoa. out before work yeah i know so um, <laughs> yeah and uh yeah i i mean i think it started in college when uh we had six our 6 a.m practice and i was like man mm. this is so early and then I just started turning that up and just going up like, oh, let's do a 5 a.m. Let's do a 4 a.m. So, wow. yeah, definitely a morning person. I, I will do anything in the morning. And when it's around 8 o'clock, I start dozing off and ready for bed. So, 
<laughs> hey, do fair, fair. I mean, I'm not quite normally like five five thirty. It's like you know that's pretty early morning for me. Three forty five though. Oof. Yeah, that, that's man, that's man, a little man, excessive man, no for games. most people. But yeah, yeah. Hey, if that's what works for you and your schedule, dude. <laughs> yeah, gotta um, make it happen. So let's you know you've briefly I guess touched on a little bit about you know twenty four on forty eight off and working mm-hmm. at Tiffin. Like I guess career wise and professionally, like what exactly are you doing right now at this point mm-hmm. in your life? Yep. So uh, right now I am a full-time firefighter paramedic in Tiffin. Um, And also since that's 24 on 48 off, I also have another side job where I'm a personal trainer at Anytime Fitness in Norwalk. So that takes up quite a bit of time. Yeah. Yep. Not too bad. So, yep. That is, that is my job currently. Do you feel, uh, you know what, whatever I'm getting, ahead. I was about to ask a question, you know, like no, thinking no. long-term, but mm-hmm. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's, uh, <laughs> before I talk about the future, let's go back into the past. So, you know, right mm-hmm. now you're a firefighter and a personal trainer, mm-hmm. but let's go back to 18 year old John yep. Suter. At yeah. that time you graduate high school. Like what were you thinking career wise at that time? <laughs> yeah. So I was a hundred percent set on being an athletic trainer. I remember, uh, yeah, I know. Um, I remember being on the football field, like practicing, seeing our personal trainer off the side, like playing catch with some of the guys on the side. I'm like, man, that sounds fun. Like you get to just play catch at practices as your job. Like that's pretty awesome. I want to do that, man. Like you, you help people out when they get hurt and then you just like get to hang out with them the rest of the time. That sounds cool. So, uh, yeah, I my, I had my goal set on being an athletic trainer, and that's the reason I went to Heidelberg is I heard that their personal training – I mean, not personal training – athletic training program was, like, the best. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go there, and that's what I'm going to do. And I said – I mean, I think my career goals changed a couple of times because uh, I think it was around sophomore year of college. I was actually thinking about transferring to Ohio State to uh, do dietetics. Um, cause I was, I, I'm, what is so, dietetics? I'm not it's like being a dietitian, like you're making oh, nutrition gotcha. programs and all that. That was that, I don't know. I was really drawn to that for a little while too, but then, um, senior, well, I'll get, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I got into uh, athletic training and I think the only reason, um, I wanted athletic training is they said that they were taking the best to get into that program. They said that they were so selective and I was like, you know what? I'm one of the best. I'm going to get in there. Mm. And, uh, so I got through my freshman year there through that program, got accepted. And then I was halfway through that program my sophomore year. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't enjoy this. And I think the only reason I wanted in was because I thought it was a challenge, you know, and I think I'm addicted mm. to challenges. So yeah, yep. You're, that's like, the athlete in you. you yeah. Know? I'm like, you know what? I, I, I don't think this is for me. Um, I think, so I changed my major to health science, which at Heidelberg, it really didn't change too many classes. So all my credits kind of stayed the same, but, um, so from there I was thinking that I was going to do physical therapy or a physical therapist assistant. And I kind of stuck with that. And once my mind kind of shifted from dietetics, that was, that was just kind of for like a little while, but, uh, Hmm. Um, so then I was going to be a physical therapist assistant and that was up until senior year. That was my goal. And then I was just reading these books and stuff and 
I came across like firefighting. I was like, man, that seems pretty cool. And so I was looking into some extra classes after, uh, well, like during senior year when I was going to finish, I was like, man, this seems kind of dumb to go into some firefighting classes after I'm getting this four year degree. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I was looking into it and I was like, man, this seems kind of awesome. Like I've, I'm kind of interested in that. So, uh, once I graduated, I did, uh, my first, uh, firefighting class and I absolutely loved that. I went to my level two, did that. And, um, then I had to become a EMT. I took that class and then now I'm a paramedic, which was a year long class. And that was definitely harder than any class I've ever taken at Heidelberg. That's for sure. That was quite the challenge, but, uh, was yeah, so. uh, okay actually i i'm really interested about the paramedic thing but yeah. before i get there i guess mm-hmm. so you said originally the athletic trainer is what you loved and you oh definitely you know decided against that was there uh, um i guess was there an event or something that made you feel like yeah i don't know if it's really athletic training that i love but it's more so just the challenge of it or you just felt like your heart just wasn't in it potentially anymore? Yeah. Um, how did you come to that realization? Definitely. I remember the exact moment, actually. I was wow. – um, yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember Dr. Trevor Bates. Yep. Um, yeah. He was my academic advisor. So I went into a meeting with him to talk about it. And he, he was looking at me. He's like, you know what? Like I know how passionate you are about track and field and athletics and everything. And he's like, if you don't feel – as passionate about what you're doing with your life as you do about that, then you should not be doing it. And I'm like, you know what? That's right. And I'm not doing the right thing right now. So from that moment on, I shifted gears and kept that mentality of if you aren't as passionate about something that you are the most passionate about in your life, why do it? You know, you're just wasting Mm. time. So yeah. So that that was a big advice. Yeah, that was a big gear shift. So, yeah, he was definitely a big – that was a big change in my life. That's for sure. So For sure. That is uh, – dude, I mean, that's really cool that, you know, it was one event that you yeah. know, shifted it. And also yeah. just the advice from a mentor and somebody that, you know, was able to look on at your life and be able to provide that kind of insight – um, mm-hmm. you know, just seeing your personality and seeing the way you were with track and field. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe I talked about it too much and you saw that or something, but <laughs> <laughs> he's like, dude, you never shut up about track yeah. and field. <laughs> oh, uh, dude. So then you, okay. So then, you know, the goal was the P PTA then yeah. to health science. Yep. Specifically about the firefighter, I guess, was that similar? Like a certain event or something that sparked your interest in that or where did yeah. that, initially originate from i I, you know i was reading some books about i forget what the books were and then um i also there was a movie that i watched um Hmm. goodness i can't remember what it is though but uh oh uh fireproof i don't know if you've seen that before it's like uh same makers of making uh facing the giants it's uh yes uh yeah i have seen that before yeah Yeah. so i was watching that i don't know it kind of piqued my interest and i was watching some Hmm. videos on youtube about it and listening to some interviews and i uh talked to a couple of guys from Norwalk firefighters from Norwalk and they just, I don't know, they were saying how much they love it and how passionate they are about it and talking about the things that they do and how they help people. And, you know, I just, I felt that urge to be that guy, you know, um, hmm. that one that's there when someone needs them to be able to help them. And, um, you know, it made me, 
shift back to my father passed away in a car accident when I was really young in 2004. Um, I was in first grade and, you know, I kind of wanted to be that person to help other people when they are in need, like say, if it is a car accident, maybe I can do something to help them. So they wouldn't need to lose their loved one, their mother, their father, you know? So Mm. I, I enjoy being that person. I enjoy helping anyone when they're in need, you know? So that's what drives sure, me now, dude. you know, that's what's, that's, what's pulling me forward. So. For sure. Uh, dude, thanks for sharing that. That I'm yeah. sorry about your loss. And, yeah, you're, yeah. uh, dude, it's inspiring. Inspiring is the word I'm looking for that, you know, to have an event like that. And that is something, mm-hmm. I mean, for sure, that is going to give you the passion mm-hmm. to be the best firefighter you possibly can. When mm-hmm. you think back to nine year old John Suter, you know, right. eight, nine-year-old, whatever, you know, at that mm-hmm. time of your life. And you yep. have a tragic event like that happen that um, obviously, you know, shapes your life, uh, you know, and your family's life moving forward. And then mm-hmm. to have, to be able to want to create something good out of that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and again, to able to use that as inspiration to inspire you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the next stage of, your life and pre you know moving forward and i just i greatly admire that you know i mean mm-hmm. i was in a similar situation to yep. you my dad passed away when i was in high school mm-hmm. uh, yep. motorcycle accident yeah. um but you know i just am incredibly inspired by you just yeah. you know sharing your heart with that and just explaining that that is was part of your heart behind being a firefighter and being able to be there and potentially be able to save lives for mm-hmm other kids, other, you know, wives, husbands, whatever, you know, other family members, um, yep. that people have. And dude, that is awesome. And that, I mean, <laughs> I got the chills right now, yeah, but, yeah. you know, you go back and talk about Dr. Bates and mm-hmm. you know, his about having that much passion. Well, yeah, for sure. You are going to have that much passion about being a firefighter then when yeah. that is where your heart lies. Um, mm-hmm. you know, where the, it stems from, you know, where the, yep. the motivation stems from. So that is awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. That is, it, whew, that is, and you know what, especially as a firefighter, like that is, I mean, I think the perfect, um, yeah. you know, motivation. And I'm sure to a certain degree, I mean, I'm sure you've probably potentially heard like multiple stories from other firefighters that have had mm-hmm. similar stories, you know, and you talk about yeah, yeah. school, being able to talk to those other guys that were firefighters in Norwalk and whatever their story was, and mm-hmm. they potentially feel the same way that something, um, you know, they just want to be there to help other people. And that is right. really what it's all about, you know, being in that service and being in, um, you know, that occupation as a firefighter. And, yeah, man. and that's Definitely. cool, you know. And then you said you took that first class. Yeah. yeah. And the first class went well and absolutely loved it. Kept moving forward, became the mm-hmm. PN, excuse me, the EMT. Mm-hmm. Um, then you talked about the year-long paramedic yeah. school. Tell yeah. me more about that. You said it was more like, is that like a traditional classroom setting type of class? Or like yeah. what, did that, what did that look like? Yeah, sort of. So uh, it was nights. It was, goodness, I, it was Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, I believe. Or Monday, Wednesday. No, it was Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. And it was four hours, and then the Saturdays were eight hours. So that, that part was in the classroom. So we did, I believe it was about eight months in the classroom. And then we were allowed to go out into the field and do 
clinical time. So we started in the hospital and that was doing all the IVs and intubations and stuff like that. Um, and then we were allowed to go on to the squad. Um, and that was, we had to take every single call, do every single thing. And I mean, obviously no one's going to let you mess up or anything, but, uh, yeah, you were, you were in control. Like that was your patient and you had to fix the problem, you know, mm. that that's, that's nerve wracking, you know, cause a lot of times the patient's either like unconscious and you can't talk to them. So you don't really know what's going on. So you kind of got to look around, see what's going on, uh, see if there's anything laying around that could trigger you to, to pick a treatment path or anything like that. So, uh, yeah. And then we, we finished in the classroom. It was a total, I think it was, it was a little over a year, honestly. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely a lot, a lot of time, a lot of homework. So what made it, I guess, yeah, maybe it was the homework, maybe you just answered but like, you know, <laughs> what made it so challenging and mm-hmm. difficult that was, I, how many people were in this class with you? Uh, we started, I believe, with around 18 to 20, and I think we finished with a, around 11 or 10. Okay. Wow. Something like that, like yeah. Yeah, we, we we dropped a couple along the way, that's for sure, but um, it was, it was nothing like I've really ever done before. Obviously, like the... Uh, the anatomy and stuff I had in college and all that. And, uh, but like, I mean, you're kind of like a doctor on the squad, you know, like you're by yourself. So there's so much medical stuff like, um, illnesses and diseases and stuff that you have to recognize and to treat and uh, as well as traumas and stuff. So, um, I mean, we do everything from like, we do IVs, we can do, um, Crikes, where you have to surgically make an opening to make an airway okay. to to breathe for people. We can uh, um, shove a needle into somebody's lung and take some air out from there. And like it's it's there's so much stuff that you have to know, and a lot of it was over exaggerated. You know, like mm-hmm. we we aren't ever really going to have to use this much, but you need to know it. Yeah, uh, you, um, you hope you never have to use. That yeah, much, yeah, know? but it's it's in my it's in my brain. I know it now, but, uh, right. yeah. And, uh, that the national registry exam for paramedic, um, I don't know the exact data, but, uh, one of our instructors told us that it's like one of the hardest tests in America to take. Like it's like underneath like the doctor test or the boards for attorneys and all that junk. So <laughs> luckily I, I passed that my first try. I don't, uh, I don't know how I did right. that. I, I, I had a lucky swing there, I think. And, knocked it out but uh yeah so there's i mean there's plenty of people even in my class that have not passed yet and hmm. I'm, I'm it's pretty it's a pretty stressful thing so that was the lucky one wow well that's dude congratulations on that yeah, that thank is awesome you. Yeah. dude you know when it's that yeah. difficult of a test and to be able mm-hmm. to pass it the first time that is um that's definitely encouraging and again just potentially another step to make you feel like you are you know um solidified and know what you are doing and being confident in mm-hmm. you know the occupation being where you are at yeah but i mean like i said i think i saw it as another challenge too you know i just studied and yes people sir. say you can't pass it the first time and look what happens <laughs> that is <laughs> awesome me. dude you're, dude did you watch the um I don't think you're that big of a basketball fan, but did you watch The Last Dance, that Michael Jordan documentary? You know, I have not. I probably should, though. Oh, man. It literally, you saying that makes me think of, <laughs> I mean, I see memes all the time on social media, but, like, there's different times when people tell Michael Jordan, like, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. And at one point, like, he literally says, he's like, he, I feel, he's thinking, you know, I took that personally. 
Mm-hmm. Was the quote oh, that yeah. he mentions yep. like a thousand times in that documentary. And that's what makes me think of, you know, when somebody tells John Suter, hey, you know, hey, yeah. it's really it's really hard, man. Like I, athletic training is really hard or, you know, this class exactly, is really hard, yeah. this test really hard. And he said, okay, and yeah. I took that personally. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even like even going into college, I was on an IEP. I don't know if you know what that is, but uh, it's like a thing where you like you kind of learn slower than other people. Okay. Like uh, – I would have to take my tests in a different room in high school and all that because a lot of times I had another teacher read to me the test. Hmm. If that makes sense because I, it took me longer to process the stuff. So I, I was able to take that into college and use that. But I remember I had that paperwork and I did not turn it in hmm. to Heidelberg university because I was like, you know what? Like I don't need this. I'm able to study hard and do this on my own. And I mm-hmm. was, I'm, I ended up being on the Dean's list every semester at Heidelberg. So awesome. I didn't need that. Right. So <laughs> you took that yeah. personally, man. Exactly. That yeah. is who, awesome. Who needs that? Right. <laughs> who needs extra help? Dude, the, the definition, I'm, you look up the definition of workhorse in the dictionary and I'm pretty sure your picture is right there, John. Yeah, that well, is, dude, that is awesome, man. Um, so we, okay. Firefighting, paramedic, oh, yeah. absolutely incredible stuff there. Yep. Fun stuff. And that's just what, you know, I mean, that's your 24 on. You still have your, tw- your 48 off yep, that yep. you have mentioned that you are a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, actually, real quick, before we get into the personal trainer, because you had also yeah. mentioned that you are taking, like, extra classes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Now that you have your paramedic, I guess, what are those extra classes you are taking? Is that for yeah. the firefighter position? It is, yeah. So I'm a level two firefighter, which is the highest okay. level of firefighter you can be. Awesome. Um, next to, um, I also kind of plan on doing a wildland firefighting at some mm-hmm. point. You can do that, but um, it's not really common in Ohio. You'd have to go to California for stuff like that. But uh, um, but right now I'm doing my inspector school, my fire inspector school. So that's like going into buildings, making sure they're all up to code, um, all okay. that junk. So that that's extra classes that I'm taking right now. It's not too long. I think it's around a month, a month and a half class. Okay. So that one's pretty quick. But then there's other stuff definitely on my horizon that I want to do. So Nice. That's cool, yeah. man. Continuously growing and continuously uh you know, taking the next class, next certification. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so now let's get into the personal training. Yeah, yeah. Where – that was obviously more so what your degree was in. Yes. Um, you know, the health science, and obviously that is something that you personally have a passion for. Oh, definitely. Um, so how does that – I guess how does that translate for you? you know, first question, <laughs> is it difficult because – Everything we've talked about so far, you are, again, a workhorse. You're somebody that works extremely hard. Is that challenging to then be a personal trainer if your clients or the people that you are working with do not have that same mentality or do not work as hard? Or is that like is that really difficult for you? Or is that easier to be able to take a step back and say, I'm willing to work with you along mm-hmm. whatever your schedule is and even if it's – uh, you know, kind of driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously people that are pretty self-driven are easier to work with. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I have clients that I, I love meeting with and they, they put in that work for an hour. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love working with them because they're driven. But at the same time, it's those people that don't really want to be there that kind of feel like they're forced to be there. I feel like it's my job to make them to want to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um like if they're, if I'm not making workouts that are going to be fun for them or not suited for them, then they're not going to want to come in, you know? Right. So I don't know. I just, I try my best to make them kind of feel the way I feel, try to 
get a little bit of my passion for working out. Like working out is supposed to be fun. You know, you're supposed to come in. It's supposed to be a stress relief and mm. you shouldn't feel like it's a struggle to be there. So I don't know. There, there's quite a few people that, I mean, I've even had that have uh, said like, I mean, like this is like they hated coming in, but then they, they enjoy coming in for that hour to be with me. And I don't know. And you get to relate with them too. Like a lot of time, I mean, it's like cutting hair too. Like a lot of people like talk about things that they never talk about with anyone else mm. when you're cutting hair or whatever. And like to a bartender or whatever. But a yeah. lot of times people talk to me about stuff like that and we kind of get to share stuff on a personal level. And it's, it's nice, you know, to um, make them want to be there, you know? So for sure. I, I love, <laughs> I, I kind of chuckled when, when you said, you know, that your job is trying to make it fun and work for them and, and pictures. I'm like, dude, that is just you. Obviously, you love to work with people that are similar to you, and the people yeah. that are potentially not. You just see that as a challenge. To yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to make this fun, and like this is a challenge. And how am I going to accomplish this? And how am I going to make them enjoy this hour of their day? Right. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Um, you know, you make it as a challenge for you, and then it's mm-hmm. back to square one, like we've been talking about this whole time, and being that athlete and that driven mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just trying to find, yeah, that solution, what works best for them. Uh, I mean, I think that's awesome. You mentioned about the little bit, you know, of that passion, a little bit, if they can just get a token of you yes, know, the way you exactly. feel. And, and at the end of the day, ultimately, you know, while you are helping them on their physical health and their well-being, just being able to be there for them, talk to them, get to know them as an individual um, and get to know them personally, I'm sure makes a tremendous difference in you know, them wanting to be there. And if they want to be there, they have a better mindset Then it just, um, not increases, improves, you know, it ends up improving the entire workout. Oh yeah, definitely. That is cool. So man, so you have these two, are you, is that like, I guess, is that full time, the personal trainer? The personal you- training is not, no. Um, okay. I mean, dur- during the winter it slows down, but during the summer it, it can pick up to be pretty busy. It's a busy, uh, my two days off get to be pretty busy of work. So, um, yeah, I mean, I get there, I get off work at seven, so I'll get there around, uh, 8 AM, 8 30 or nine. And then, um, I'm there till during the summer, I'm there probably till around three 30 or four. And then, uh, during the winter right now, I'm probably there around like noon or so. And then I'll do my workout and then I'll go study for my tests and classes and stuff. And then that's, that's my day. So, that's cool, man. That yeah. is cool. Um, yeah. Really cool. It's, again, being able to have the two aspects mm-hmm. of the in the firefighter, something you love to do and have found that passion, that motivation for mm-hmm. your experiences, but then also, you know, what you have gotten your degree in and also a, totally different, but, you know, it's still a, a passion of yours as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously extremely busy right now, you know, yeah. you're, you're taking these classes and such, you know, We've talked obviously about the past, talking about the present, what you're doing now, looking at the future, mm-hmm. like what do, you know, career wise, what do you think the next like five, 10 years looks like for you with, mm-hmm. you know, right now, potentially with these couple jobs and balancing the two and how do they change? How do they stay the same? Right. Um, firefighting. I love that. I mean, I see, I see myself doing that. Um, that's I'll be able to retire around like 50, 51 with that, according to how firefighting is. But, um, yeah, I plan on doing that until I retire. That's for sure. Um, the personal training is something that I really love doing, but, um, 
I want to do that as long as I can. But uh, if Sarah and I have children and she's working full time, then I might have to end up giving that up and uh, take care of some kids. But uh, definitely, if I can, I would like to hang on to that personal training, too. That's for sure. But um, definitely, I mean, I, I see myself doing the firefighting until I can't anymore. Um, yeah. I also... I mean, I was thinking about it yesterday, too, uh, how I kind of want to move up in that. So you can move up to, like, a lieutenant, a captain, deputy chief, chief, and all that. And um, I like to see myself move into one of those leadership roles eventually. Hmm. Um, and obviously, those are more certifications and classes and stuff. Everything is. It costs <laughs> money, you know. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. I think um, moving up to more of a leadership role would be a spot that I'd be well-suited for. Um I think it better the department, better everyone that I'd be with as long as I can uh, make that happen, you know? So a leadership role, would that look like, um, you know, you like helping, like essentially like, you know, where you are, you're a new firefighter, you're yeah. you know, in your 20s. Essentially yep. later down the road, if you were a leadership role, you would just be overseeing and helping basically where people are right now at your stage. Right, correct. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, um say like I move up into a lieutenant or a captain position, they're kind of like the, the guy in charge for the most part of um, each crew. There's three different crews. Um, like the captain's in charge of each crew. They have uh, say over basically everything that happens throughout the, the shift and everything. Um, and I think I would do a really good job at uh, helping younger people in my position right now, you know, um, I think the classes that I've taken, the experiences that I've had it would help mold those people to be the best firefighter that they can be like I'm trying to do right now, you know? Yeah. yeah. Use, so, you know, your experience and what you're learning right now Oh yeah. to be able, on top of the years and years of experience that you're going to have down the mm-hmm. road yeah. to be able to use that to help the next, you know, individual who says, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to be a firefighter, and this is my heart behind it, and this is why I want to do it. And you beat them say, awesome, and yeah. walk alongside them and their journey to, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, to create a career out of oh, it, yeah. you know? Yeah, there's so much I have to learn still with firefighting, though. I mean, oh, even yesterday, we, were, we took the trucks out, and we were going through some stuff that I haven't done in a long time. And I am lucky enough to work with a great group of guys that are willing to help me and willing to teach me to make me – know everything I need to know. I mean, like when you're in a situation, like say there's a fire or something, you need to know like the back of your hand, how to get that done. Like you really Mm. shouldn't be thinking about how to pump the truck or what hoses need to be pulled or what stuff needs to be done. It's, it's, you just need to do it. You need to know that situation and do it. And I'm lucky enough to work with the guys that I do that we run through that a lot and it's going to become second nature for me. So, yeah. Is that it? Something you said right there, I just picked up mm-hmm. one. Is that intimidating at all to think that, like, if something were to happen, like, I can't even think, you know, again, it's not going to be, do I process this? How do I do it? You know, it's literally mm-hmm. on the fly, boom, boom, boom. You know, if you're responding to, you know, an accident or whatever, you know, you mm-hmm. talked earlier about getting your paramedics and all the yeah, medical yeah. things that you can do. And it's not a, okay, well, what do I, it, there's no thought behind it. It's just mm-hmm. pure action. And this is what I've learned. And this is what I'm prepared for. Like, is that something that you feel 
and maybe that's something that would come in time too, but like, mm-hmm. do you feel like very confident in that or like, wow, um, it is a little intimidating Yeah. Uh, or do you feel well prepared for that? You know, uh, like, like on the medic side, um, I remember we were, when I responded to my first cardiac arrest and that's for people that don't know, that's uh, when someone's heart stops. Right. Hmm. So I remember getting on that scene and I remember driving there and thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm going to freeze in that moment. If like, I don't know what to do and this, this is not going to go well. But uh, hmm. I remember getting in there and I looked at the guy next to me and he was like, you know what to do. And we just, I mean, it just it clicked in my head hmm. and I just went through it smoothly. You know, it's that I was surprised at the firefighting. I haven't, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we haven't had as many house fires or building fires as, um, a lot of like inner cities, you know, Tiffin, uh, doesn't get a ton. I think I've been on maybe six or seven. So, um, those are kind of few and far between, but, um, that I haven't had as much experience with. So that's that I do still feel nervous. Like I might, uh, not know what to do, or I I do have that apprehension like we were talking about still, Mm. but, um, I do trust the guys that I'm with enough that, uh, even if I do start stumbling, they'll pick me up and pull me through. Like, obviously I'm not going to, you know, throw it in and give up. (laughs) uh, You can't really do that in that moment. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I I do have some apprehension. That's for sure. But, um, Yeah, I'm ready for it. I think. (laughs) I mean, I think it's encouraging. You said, you know, the one experience already with cardiac arrest and Mm -hmm. being nervous, but then once you got there, boom, it just clicked like it was second nature and you knew what you were doing. And it, and obviously, you know, the team aspect that you know having guys to be able to go out with and you know potentially more experience, uh, you know, be able to walk you through those and help and everybody being there together. Mm -hmm. And that ties into what you said earlier, potentially down the road of you getting into a leadership position and being able to, you know, help out younger mm-hmm. firefighters in their career yeah, as well. Definitely. Um, yeah. It is cool and mm-hmm. really awesome. Yeah. So the last question that I have for you today, mm-hmm. John, and you know, we've kind of talked about a, a lot and you know things <laughs> that you're doing and actively doing and have been doing different certifications, this and that and the other. Um but the question I always end every episode with is what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow so in your Mm -hmm. case you know you talked about that leadership role uh you know your heart is in the firefighter position personal trainer is great and it's fun and you'll do that for as long as you can but firefighter is where your heart is at so what are you doing today to prepare yourself for you know down the road where you have a potential leadership position as Mm -hmm. uh in the firefighter realm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, so obviously the first thing is getting all that class, all the classes done. Um, that's just that nitpicky thing that needs to be done. Um, the second thing is keeping my eyes and ears open every single time I'm at work. Um, observing what the leaders on the department now are doing. Um, seeing the little things that, other people are doing and making sure that I'm not leaving something out on my path to becoming who I want to be. Um, So I think being really observant and uh, noticing the little things currently is what I'm doing. And also um, getting those classes done Um, for personal training. um, 
wanting to communicate a little better. I mean, as you know, I'm not the most uh, vocal person. I've never have really been. That's just mm. not who I am. So uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I think communication is a big thing that I've been working on since I'm, I mean, talking one-on-one with clients all the time and then even patients in the EMS field. So um, I'm still working on communication. That's a, that's a big thing. Um, and I also would like to get uh, eventually a strength and conditioning certification. Mm. Not that I'm going to do anything with it. Um, I just really think that, uh, I would really, really enjoy doing that. Um, those are people the kind of that work with college athletes and stuff and, uh, work with them. I don't think with my schedule, I'll be able to do that. Um, if there is a way that I'd be able to work with that, like even with Hadeberger to you, if I could, hmm. um, help those athletes on my off days in Tiffin or something like that, I think that'd be a great thing for me to do. But, um, yeah, definitely, um, more education and, uh, keeping my eyes and ears open, always learning every day. That's awesome, man. That's a good nugget. I love that being observant and just Mm -hmm. noticing those details and, you know, really fine tuning your craft and specifically what you're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and and then, yeah, I mean, I think the certification thing would be um, definitely valuable, you know, down the road. And even Mm -hmm. like you said, you know, the personal trainer where you're at now, maybe it's potentially, you know, you obviously want to do it for as long as possible, but yeah, you know, if, your family um obviously that'll come first so yeah so you know family comes first but you know even if you potentially even just have a couple athletes or people on the side that Mm -hmm. you could you know help out in that way um definitely you know and still stay in touch with that personal training Mm -hmm. aspect would be would be really awesome and i think that's something you would enjoy as well to always have a hand in that so yeah man dude this has been incredible an absolutely phenomenal show i think the ironic part i want to share with uh, my audience is when i messaged you john to come on the show and you said ah you know literally i'm pretty sure your exact words was ah i mean i'm not that excited <laughs> i'm not an interesting guy <laughs> Inter- yeah that's it i'm not an interesting guy and i'm like eh. and now this yeah. has been dude this has i mean definitely been one of my favorite shows that i have had this has been absolutely yeah, phenomenal nice. so i really appreciate you coming on and if you are not an interesting guy, dude, I want to see the resume of somebody right. that is interesting. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> I want to hear their story, man, because that's got to yeah. be absolutely wild. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. Yeah. Well, thank you again, John. This has been great. Um, dude, really appreciate you just sharing your story, sharing your heart. And, dude, I am rooting for you um, 100%, mm-hmm. you know, as a firefighter you are. I'm sure you are great and fantastic now and will continue to grow. And, mm-hmm. um, dude, I, I love it, dude. Yeah, Behind man, you thank 100%. you. Yep, thank you very much. It was a good time. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Young Pro Show. Feel free to interact on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My personal accounts as well, at DJFry25. Thanks again for your time. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you all from the bottom of my heart. God bless.